Hello and welcome to this week's episode of my Tough Love Energy podcast with me, Neve Ennis. I'm a transformation coach and I work with women who know that they want something different in their lives. They want to be somebody different, to feel different, to do different things, but they just don't know where to start. And that's where I come in. And similar to what you're going to discover listening to this podcast is that I will always tell them what they need to hear, not just what they want to hear. So this week, I am going to share with you why I believe that being a warrior is overrated. So recently, I wrote an article for Image magazine. Uh, For those of you who don't already know, I'm a weekly contributor with Image magazine www.image.ie. And each week I share my musings on whatever I feel is the most pressing topic of that week. Now, usually and surprisingly, this can be pretty easy for me to arrive at as there is this very weird thing that happens each week when I'm working with my clients, when the same issues arise in almost every session, albeit in very different guises. Now, this similarity or apparent similarity gets replicated within my friendship groups, my networks, and honestly can even be mirrored in my own life. It's just how it is. I don't know what you can call it. I mean, I know some people would call it synchronicity, but personally, I like to think of it as the universe's way of telling me just what I need to focus on at that time or in that period of my life. And it really, honestly, truly never disappoints. For those of you who have not yet listened to my last podcast, and if you haven't, I'm wondering why you haven't. No, seriously, why have you not listened to my last podcast? Pause this now. Go right back and listen. Are you back yet? Okay, good forgiven. Well, you'll remember that I shared with you about how I've managed to lose some weight this year and how it has helped me to remove myself from the diabetic category. Of course, now the challenge now is to stay there, but look, one step at a time. But to say that I had been first diagnosed over eight years ago with type 2 diabetes, probably no more a coincidence that this diagnosis came just months after my mother's death. My mother, incidentally, also had had diabetes when she was alive. And so I believed or I felt at the time that there was a real sense of inevitability around it, that I, too, would have or develop type 2 diabetes. This was probably my first misstep in the context of this overall story. And I remember, truthfully, even entertaining the thought at the time that she had quite literally passed it on to me as a leaving gift. And yeah, look, I know it's a bizarre thing to think, but I remember that this was a time in my life when I had a lot of those kind of crazy thoughts because I was still very deep in grief. And while grieving, I wasn't even sure at the time exactly who it was I was grieving over. Was it my mom? Was it my dad? Was it my fiance? Was it was it the loss of my family? Who was I hurting over or was it all just hurting me? Now, there's some very big, deep, profound questions there. I know that. 
But what I also know for sure is that the body has a really excellent way of talking to us. And this was my body's way of communicating with me. The question was, was I listening? My body continued to give me sign after sign. It had given me rheumatoid arthritis not long after my dad died. Then it gave me diabetes not long after my mum died. And yet I still focused on my belief that this was happening purely because these were hereditary. I ignored the very, very clear and obvious signs that my immune system, my autoimmune system was screwed up because my life was more than a little screwed up. Anyhow, let's not dwell there. Let's fast forward to recent times and that feeling of finally feeling like my eyes were being opened up. I've lost some weight and slowly, I, you know, I'll add that again, that I, I did lose the weight very slowly over the period of a year. And with the help of a really excellent hypnotherapist, Dr. Neve Flynn, who I mentioned in my previous podcast, but that now has the real benefit for me of that, that I no longer carry the label that medicine gives you when you're diabetic. But, you know, the funny thing or the weird thing or probably the surprising thing was that despite having lost all this weight, despite no longer being technically type two diabetic, I still was not feeling full of energy. And, you know, that way that you've heard me talk on occasion before about how we defer things or it's it's the deferral method, as I describe it, when we unconsciously use it to postpone having to do things or having to make decisions or make changes. And it's our way of creating excuses for us that justifies us not making a decision or making a change. And it's a kind of an internal chatter that goes like, you know, oh, I'll do that when. Or as soon as I have X amount in my bank account, I'll be ready to do this course or to do that program. Or once I shed that extra stone, I'll be bouncing all around the place and then I'll go back to exercising. But you know the way it's kind of like once I have this, I'll do that. Once I am this, I can be that. And it's, it's us just telling ourselves what, again, what we want to hear, but never what we need to hear. Now, what we would need to hear in those cases are don't wait until you have that. Do it. Don't wait until you feel that. Go for it now. But does that sound familiar? That concept of us telling ourselves what we want to hear, justifying it by telling what we want to hear rather than what we need to hear. Now, I consider myself a fairly smart woman. I keep myself very well informed. I'm a genuinely devoted consumer of the news and of all things happening in the news. I'm media savvy. I worked in the outskirts of the media and communications business. And so I would consider myself as somebody that is very aware of all that's happening in the wider world as well as closer to home. And I know that you know that this isn't me bragging. This isn't me saying, oh, look at me, I'm so clever. It's by way of contextualizing why these last few weeks in particular have opened my eyes up and opened my mind up to a new way of thinking. Now, for the non-Irish listeners, because I know I actually have 
quite a large amount. And for that, I'm very grateful. So thank you for tuning in. Just to fill you in that there is here in Ireland, there is a daily talk show on our national radio station, RTE, every afternoon called Liveline, presented by a presenter called Joe Duffy. And there's a little catch line or a little, um, what's the word, I'm afraid I'm looking for, a little tagline called Talk to Joe. So let me be honest here, though, and say that it has a tendency to be a bit of a whinge fest. And it mostly features listeners calling in every day, ranting or raving about something or another. And to be honest, it's not really my bag and it's not something I normally listen to because I find I find it can be, can be quite negative, maybe a little bit toxic on occasion. Anyhow, that's an aside. These last few weeks, it has really outdone itself by opening up a discussion around the subject of menopause in a really new, honest, informative and very real way. Now, usually most topics that are discussed what they normally last a day, maybe two days. But this topic and this um, discussion ran into two weeks such was the incredibly huge response it received. I've listened back to all of the recent episodes where where women, mostly women from Ireland, stepped out from behind the shadows to share their experiences of the menopause. And whatever you think of this radio format or this talk radio format, there can be little dispute that Joe Duffy and all his team have done the country a huge service because they've managed to throw the spotlight and give this topic such intense exposure. And this, let's, you know, call a spade a spade, has been a really otherwise overlooked topic and huge taboo. And also um, last week, I think it was uh, last week or the week four, I watched Davina McCall's really excellent program on Channel 4 on the same topic. And so I decided that it was as good a time as any for me to do my research and get myself prepared for whenever I'd have to start experiencing this topic for myself. I'm all about the planning. I'm all about the prepping. And this time was no different. So I studiously sat down, you know, pen and pad in hand and listened to the previous episode or the episodes that I'm talking about that were on Lifeline. Forewarned, being forearmed and all of that. Now, I also knew that my mom hadn't experienced her menopause until she was in her 50s. So that I, you know, really had had no need to worry about anything until then. Now, stop. I know. I know how stupid this makes me sound already. I really do. I'm very aware of that. But let's go back to my research. I began writing down the more common symptoms that were being shared, such as hot flushes, hormonal imbalance, missed or delayed periods or painful periods. And I was going, yep, okay, no big surprises or revelations there so far. But yeah, it's pretty much as as I suspected. I continued on with the list, which now started to include things like joint aches and pains, sleep problems zero energy and extreme fatigue, lack of motivation, irritability, a desire to retreat, low mood, weight gain, brain fog. And let me tell you, it was then that I started to feel a twinge of a hang on a moment. Oh my God. This was all starting to feel 
a little too familiar. And I could literally hear myself mentally, you know, tick box exercise when I heard brain fog, tick, extreme fatigue, tick, uh, lack of motivation, tick. And like, I'm not talking about, you know, having a bad day here or a night where you didn't sleep very well. I'm talking about realizing that you've lived through months and possibly even years of having accepted all of those symptoms as being peculiar or particular to you. Now, this was also actually turning into how I could have and would have had accurately described the various aches, pains, ailments that I've had for the last five, six, possibly even seven years. And listening to woman after woman speaking on that program, I found myself nodding in agreement a lot with what I was hearing. So can you imagine then having given myself a few days to process what I was hearing in that program, I was actually forced to recognize and to acknowledge that the symptoms I had personally lived through and had merely accepted as part of getting older or part of my own conditions were now beginning to look like that they were very similar very similar, extremely similar, not even similar, that these were the descriptions of a woman that's perimenopausal. And in this hands held up surrender like motion, I have to say that I didn't even know or understand what even the word perimenopausal meant. I I assumed it came before the menopause, but I also probably now it feels ridiculous to even think. But if somebody had said to me, you know, you're only perimenopausal a month before your menopause or six months, I had no idea. So you could have convinced me it was anything. I just hadn't for a moment considered that any of these words, phrases, terms, concepts were relevant to me because I felt I was too young for all of this, far too young. Now, I don't mind confessing this next bit to you, even though I know it's going to make me sound and look so stupid. Last week, I celebrated my birthday. I was 53. 53! Now, think of the age, think of the menopause, think of the symptoms. Why on earth had I not even started to join the dots on any of that. It's not very bright of me, is it? How did a smart, intelligent, articulate, all by my own confession, admittedly, someone that's well-read, how did I get to this stage in my life and remain in such ignorance about such an important topic? Now, there are a couple of of reasons that I will throw up as way of defence. And I suppose the first is something that I know is not just um, peculiar to me, but say within my friendship groups and with my girlfriends, and I'm very blessed and very lucky to have some gorgeously, uh, some really good close uh, female friends. And these friends and I, we discuss a lot, as a lot of women do, and there are very few, I can't think of any topics that are off limits. Well, I couldn't before. We have always shared what we needed to. We know we won't judge each other because of it. But we have never discussed the menopause or being perimenopausal, apart from, you know, in passing. Oh, that's the menopause or that'll be us when we've the menopause or whatever. 
I'm not even actually still altogether sure why we didn't, but I suspect it might be linked a little to the, the next point. And it's this, that for as long as I can remember, there has been an element of shame, of mystery um, existing around the topic of the menopause. And yes, of course, it's something that every woman knows they will experience, but it has been repeatedly operated on on the basis of ignorance is bliss. And there are certain, you know, when I think about it, there are certain conversations that we are conditioned or my age group, my generation have been conditioned to since childhood not to speak about. And one of those very clearly seems to be the menopause. It's just not something prior to even last week that you'd have heard talked about in any great detail on the radio and the media. Such was the taboo around it. The third point, which might act as somewhat of a defense for me um, as to why all of this has come as such a big surprise to me, is that I can honestly see now that I hid behind my health issues. For the last decade, I blamed every ache, pain, discomfort on rheumatoid arthritis or on the type 2 diabetes. Now, I don't think, again, that that makes me seem particularly stupid. I think, you know, when when you've received a diagnosis for one condition or another, and then if you're subsequently not feeling well, of course, you're going to assume that they're linked. And so, you know, I believed or I just didn't I didn't question my low mood. I assumed it might have been grief, which I'm actually sure it also was. I didn't challenge my fatigue. I thought that that was just because of the diabetes or because of the rheumatoid arthritis. And now when I'm talking about uh, fatigue, I'm not talking about just being a little bit tired. I'm talking about, you know, hitting four or five o'clock in the afternoon and just literally feeling like I'd thumped against a wall and not being able to do anything in the evenings. So I had a, a response and a reason and an explanation for everything that I felt. I just did not for a second consider or entertain the idea that there might have been another reason for any of these ailments. I know it might also sound a bit daft, but, you know, I have to admit that I'd also really become attached to the belief that I was never going to be healthy again. And that for some reason, I just needed to accept that and accept that that was my lot. And so I did. Now, that might sound bizarre to some people, but that's my reality. In the summer of 2020, I suppose, like so many other of us, when, you know, the threat of COVID was hanging all around us, the media was full of it, we were all in lockdown, we couldn't escape it, there was no escaping it. I needed to know, just from even listening to the media, I could hear that, you know, people that were struggling to fight it or that were finding it most difficult to contend with were people that were overweight diabetics, et cetera, et cetera. And so I could hear myself being categorized and targeted in that way. And so it felt like not even like a good time, but it felt like the right time for me to once and for all really tackle these health issues. And so that's why I decided that I needed to lose weight. And that's why I really focused all my attention and energy on doing it. And also, as an aside, I think I believe so strongly now that my motivation 
was was so pure. I wasn't doing this for vanity. I wasn't doing this to look better. I wasn't doing this so that I'd feel better. I was doing this for my health so that I could feel stronger and that I would be able to live with myself that if I did get COVID, that I would be able to fight it. And so that was my motivation. And I think it was a very pure one. But listening to the radio, going back to the topic, listening to the radio these past few weeks, it all felt really timely. And I started to ask myself, was it possible that all along it might not have been just because of the diabetes or the arthritis, but that instead I might actually have been perimenopausal? The evidence was stacking up and not least, not least the fact that I'm 53. And I really, I'm laughing. I'm laughing because I know how stupid it sounds. What on earth was I at these past few years? What was I thinking? Why hadn't I or why didn't I push it with my doctor? Why didn't I ask what they think was causing my extreme fatigue, my low moods, my aches and pains? Why didn't I even Google it? Why didn't I talk to my friends? Why didn't I ask them? Had they had similar experiences or were they suffering from the same thing? Why didn't I read up on it? Why do I hate having unanswered questions about most things in my life, but something so important I totally let slide? Now, look, at I know that to avail of one of life's most overused cliches, we are where we are. And so, you know, I need to settle on and decide that I am where I am. And that links back to the start of this podcast when I talked about having addressed my diabetes. And when I talked about expecting to have so much more energy, expecting to feel so much more vibrant, but I wasn't. And that's when the penny really started to drop. I began to join the dots between my belief that the illness I had was hereditary and that I should accept, accept those illnesses and believe that every ache and pain I had was because of them. I can now see that what that did was it closed me off to thinking that something else might have been at play. I blamed everything on these conditions. And and so it left me missing, and excuse this funny, odd analogy, but it really left me missing the massive element in the room. And why is this important? Is this, is this a podcast about the menopause? No, it's not. Although if it helps you recognize your own symptoms, then good. But what I want and why I decided to come clean with my own confession and my own admission around my own stupidity, it's a wonderful real life example of how we can see only what we want to see. How we can and often do make each story suit our thinking, suit our lives rather than the other way around. When I received that diagnosis going back eight, 10 years ago, I created a story around it that went along the lines of, I got this because my mom had it. I need to prepare to live with this and manage it now from now on. I'd ignored all the other indicators were there. And so this is my tough love energy for you. I was grieving. And when we grieve, our autoimmune system is weakened. You don't ever have to accept or live with or manage anything that doesn't feel right or that doesn't feel good. Ask questions, ask questions of your doctor, ask 
questions of the people around you, ask questions of professionals, ask questions of anyone that is telling you that they've had a similar experience. Then ask more questions. Get a second opinion if you're not happy with the first one, if it doesn't feel right. I mean, I didn't want to bother my doctor. I have an excellent doctor. I didn't want to bother her with with my questions because we had other things to be talking about. So I just didn't raise the issue. I ignored every obvious sign in front of me. So please don't do it. Don't do what I did and accept it as fate. Keep yourself informed. The concept of ignorance being bliss never works with your health. And we've all heard far too many stories that just don't end well. Now, none of what I'm talking about here is pointing to anything that was life threatening or, you know, would fall into that very dangerous category. But let it be a lesson as it is to me. Let it be a lesson to you as well. Don't ignore the signs. You deserve, we all deserve to feel as strong, as fit, as able as we possibly can. Now, you may not and you most likely won't feel it every single day. Your energy levels will take a beating every so often, but you owe it to yourself to take responsibility for how you're feeling. Get yourself informed. Always ask for help. Don't suffer in silence. Clearly I did, but not any longer. Instead, I now feel enormously relieved and more than more than a little empowered that I'm now finally able to get the answers to the questions that I should have asked years ago. I've finally joined the dots between how I felt then and how I'm feeling now. And I do feel an incredible sense of gratitude to all those women who started this conversation on our national airwaves their courage, their bravery in sharing their personal stories, I firmly believe will now go on to change the lives of future generations to come. Won't it be great that now menopause and access to services regarding menopause will become more available, more accessible, information will be more available and more accessible. That can only be a good thing. For everyone listening to this, know that No matter what information you have to hand, question it, research it, keep asking yourself, is this true? Is this the story that I've created or is this really true? You cannot have your power taken away from you. You can only ever choose to give it away. So don't give yours to anybody else. Get the answers, feel the best that you can, keep improving, keep talking, keep, keep, keep asking. So that's it. That's my message for today from this podcast. You can laugh, have that laugh at my expense. I don't mind. I don't mind having had to make the confession of having been so stupid about all of this. If it helps even one of you recognize yourself in the story, well, then that's a good thing. So thanks so much for joining me for today's Tough Love Energy podcast. I do hope you found it useful. I'd love to hear what your takeaways were. And also, you know, do feel free to come and find me on Instagram. My handle is at one Neve Ennis. Please let me know what realizations came up for you in this podcast. 
And if you're enjoying the series so far, I'd really love and be so grateful if you popped over and subscribed to the show on your favorite podcast platform, because it'll mean that you won't miss any future episodes. And also, finally, if you're an Apple podcast listener, then it would be terrific if you could leave me a five star review so that I can help get this information out in front of lots more people. So until next time, stay well and remember, take care of you. 